Well, let's turn our Bibles this evening to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, we'll look at uh, verses 35 to 41. I hope that you've had a good week and um, hope that you've been just um, meditating on just the, the things we spoke about on Sunday or what the Lord will have you to, to set as um, a couple of goals for, for 2022. hope that you've been thinking and uh, again, reading through the vision guides and asking the Lord about that and just certainly just looking forward to seeing the, the fruit of that in our, uh, the life of our church. But in uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41, we'll, we'll read that and then we'll get into the message tonight. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye, are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And, um, you know, just a, a wonderful story, isn't it, of, of God's power, the Lord Jesus. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a storm. You know, this, is a, this was no, no, no ordinary storm. This was a great storm, the Bible says. And, and to make matters worse, they're in the middle of the ocean. Now, I'm a, a bit of a land lover. Right, I'm not not don't really have my sea legs. Um, many years ago, on our um, on our honeymoon, uh, Azra and I, we went to Hamilton Island, and we decided we we're going to go and we were there go see the the corals, right? And um, we went to see the Great Barrier Reef, and and we got on a boat, and I had no I have no experience with with anything to do with the ocean really. So we looked at the day, it was a bit overcast, we didn't really check the weather, because you know, who does that? And so we just went and, um, and got on this boat, and I said, hey, why don't, we, why don't we sit at the front of the boat? Because you know, the front of the boat, I mean, that's probably the best place to see everything. So as we got out there, within about five minutes, the wind started to pick up, the, the sea got really choppy, and because we were at the front of the boat, we were always at the highest point. After every wave, we were at the highest point and just slamming down. And, and by the third wave, we were both as green as green could be, right? And so we got, out, we got to the place, um, and you know, all week I was, I was paranoid about sharks as well. And so we were getting, we got to the, the barrier reef and we got out and, you know, I'm not a great swimmer to, to begin with. My wife's an excellent swimmer and I, I was one of those guys that had to swim around with a pool noodle, all right? <laughs> but I just remember getting, getting in the water and just feeling a little sense of relief from all of the, the choppiness of the ocean. So I can't even imagine just the, the feeling that these men had as they, this great storm came about them. And, you know, I think we understand the analogy here that, that sometimes in life there's things that just seem to spin us out of control. That there's some circumstances that surround our lives that we really can't do much about. And, and we go about and we're, we're, we're really, in many ways, feeling out of control. In fact, just 
just sickened by life's circumstances. And we might not know what to do about that. In fact, in all reality, there's nothing we can do. And yet what we find about this, and, and I know that, that probably we've, we know this already as we think about this story, we understand that, that it was actually needful for them as, as we think about it, that they go to the other side. They were right in the place where God wanted them. They, this was in the middle of God's plan for their lives. And, you know, sometimes we don't see that as adding up. We don't, we don't normally equate the storms of life to being part of what God wants us to go through. But what, what storms do, actually, is they reveal a lot of things about us. It reveals where our comfort levels are. It reveals what actually uh, keeps us grounded. And it reveals a lot of things um, about us. And so there's just a couple of things I wanted, wanted to to share tonight as we think about this passage. But the first thing is this, that God will allow storms, right? God will allow storms to help you see your need of Him. You understand that, that these men, no doubt, as you, you think about the, the fact that they've already seen a lot of who Jesus is and, and they've already taken in a lot of His miracles. And uh, you, you think about the, the great confidence that would have given these men. You imagine being there when Jesus, you know, uh, fed the multitude. You imagine being there when he casts out devils and you imagine the power that he had and you were around him and you could see it with your physical eyes. And, and no doubt as they traveled around, they, they had a great sense of, of God's working and when things were going about and, and and they saw these things, there was, there was a great comfort in that. And yet here they were, God allowed them to be uncomfortable. And it was a reminder again that actually they needed God. You know, when, when things are working out and things are going well, it's often then when we forget that it's all been about Him anyway. He was the one that was actually performing the miracles in our lives. He was actually the one that actually gave, gave you the grace to go through and, and see those things happen in your life. And, and this was part of his plan. They went through this and God will allow storms to help you see your need of him. Because when the great storm came, they had no power to control it. They had no power to undo the, the thing that they were going through. There was a, a rose, the Bible says, a great storm of wind. And the, the ship was filling up. And so what did they do? Out of desperation, they go and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? You know, it wasn't the master who was needy. It wasn't the master who was panicked. It was them. They, they got to a place that was just beyond their control. And, and they went through this and they understood that they needed to go to the master and Notice their accusation. They said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And, and you could understand that, I think. This is God, who the, the Lord Jesus, who up until this point seemed like nothing could, could inflict on them the, the things that, the, that others were going through. I mean, they were with Jesus. But here they were in the middle of following his instruction, and they were going through it. And so who do they blame? They blame him. 
Don't you care? And isn't that so human nature? You know, isn't it the, the case that even those without Christ, they suddenly believe in God when things are going wrong? God, you did this to me. And Master, carest thou not that we perish? And here's what we, we note. He arose. And here's the point I want to make. Secondly, not only will God allow us to, to go through storms to help us see our need of Him, but then, you know, in the middle of that, God's care for you isn't missing at all. It's not. You may not immediately sense it. You may not immediately understand. But actually, the Master was still present with them. And you know, the things that bother us don't bother, bother God. And, and God's care for you isn't missing in the storm. Notice that. And Master, carest thou not that we perish? And, and actually, he arose. He was still available to them. It wasn't like he was ignorant of what was happening. It's just that he wasn't really that concerned. He, he wasn't in danger himself. He understood who he was. He understood that he, he, they, they needed to go through this, and he arose. And God's care for you isn't missing in the storm. You, you know, you might be going through that. There might be some things, extenuating circumstances in your life that is way out of your control. And maybe tonight you're just questioning whether God's even there. Listen, God is there. Right, God is, God is still with you if you would seek Him. And, and that's the thing. You need to seek God. But, but often the thing that we do when, when we're going through these times is, is we, we try to revert away from God. We become distant from Him, perhaps in our questioning, in our doubting, in our, in our lack of faith. And really, that's, that was the problem. Because He asked them, how is it that you have no faith? Hey, listen, they had just seen God, the, the Lord Jesus, do some great miracles. They should have been full of faith. But, but it's always testing that reveals really our level of faith. It's always testing that actually reveals the reality of where we're at. And, and God, God was still there. The Lord Jesus was still there caring for them. But then notice what happens. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. You know, I often wonder about that last bit. There was a great calm. Because in all reality, there were two storms in the, in the story. The storm that was ha happening, and the storm that was happening in their heart. The, the fear, the trepidation, the fear of that comes naturally when things get out of control in our lives. And, and there was this, this, this great calm. And you know, when he spoke those words, peace be still, there was a calming of the storm outside of them. But correspondent to that, there must have been a great calming of the storm within. And, and God's, here's the last lesson that we're going to learn tonight. Not only will God allow the storms to help you see your need of him, they, they came to him in their time of need. They realized that this was beyond them. Not only is God's care for you not missing, it isn't missing at all in the storm, but it's actually God's voice in your life that's going to be the calming that you need. You know, He spoke and there was calm. You know what you need the most when you're going through a storm? You need to hear the Lord. You know, storms are pretty noisy. You, you, the other night there was a threat of storm. You know, there was a bit of a deluge. It wasn't quite a storm. But if you've ever been in a, in a thunderstorm and 
gets pretty loud, it gets pretty scary, it gets pretty disorienting. And yet in that, the thing that will ground you the most is, the, is God's still small voice. God's voice in your life is the calming that you need. You know, it's too many times, too, too many Christians, they distance themselves from the Word of God in their time of need. When actually the, the, the greatest thing they need is, is just a word from the Lord. Peace. Be still. The other day, I just was a, last week was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty heavy week. A lot of things and just a lot of, a lot of times I sat with different people and, you know, I, I'll be honest, Saturday night I was feeling a little overwhelmed. I knew there was a spiritual wrestle. I mean, Vision Sunday, we're casting vision, we're challenging the church about some things that we need to be doing as a church and what we can be. And so I was just, I was really wrestling Saturday night. Now, if you know me, um, I don't really wrestle much on a Saturday night. It's not a thing that, that really, Saturday nights I usually sleep really well. But this Saturday night I was really wrestling. And there was just a, a, bit, of, a, a bit of a storm in my own heart. Things out of my control. Things that were affecting me and, and affecting my mindset. And I remember going to bed, and, and really, I didn't, didn't put it to rest. I, I didn't really sleep well. I was tossing and turning. But that morning, I remember just doing what I always do. I opened my Bible. And I remember I just sat there, and I was just in my Bible reading. I was in John chapter 8. And there's a particular verse there that God used to just, it was just the right thing that I needed to hear in that moment. You ever been there? You ever been through times where just you're just overwhelmed by the storms that are happening, that are out of your control, that affects you here, and God just simply with His Word puts it all at peace. And you know, I, I came to church that morning just full of, full of just encouragement again, but too many times we don't do that. Too many times we're too busy listening to the storms around us. Too many times we're too distracted by the storms within. And rather than listening for the calming voice of God to tell you peace, be still. We go on. And you know what, what the problem is? It's, it's a, how is it that you have no faith? You know how you hear? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And you know, the, the Christian life isn't complicated. Christian life is really just obedience. And, and God's given us every resource to come through storms in our lives and to come through it with great peace. I read this, this um, quote by Charles Spurgeon. He said, Trust in Christ despite it all, for he can hush the hurricane to slumber and lay the storm to sleep. And it's true. And I don't know what your week is like. I don't know if you've gone through a few storms this week. I don't know if you're in a storm now. But, you know, the calming that you need is found in, in the, the still, small, small voice of God. Get alone with Him. Spend some time and, and let His words speak to you and let His voice calm the storm within and perhaps help you to navigate through the storm without. All right, Brother Jewel, thanks.